0: to Surviving Dystopia. Uh, it's still me, DJ Cooper, your host. Um, and uh, another mini podcast for today. I, I have the longer one that'll be out. <clears throat> it's a Tuesday podcast. So anyone looking for the longer podcast, we will be finding it tomorrow afternoon. Uh, today, I just uh, wanted to touch base on uh, a couple of odds and ends. Uh, we, I, I put out a blog post over the weekend and um, on survivingdystopia.com and we talked about uh, knowing your root uh, it's, it kind of went with the podcast that I did on Friday because uh, it, it really made, it made sense to me and uh, you know there was, a, there was a key point that I kept making in this blog post over there was uh, the SHTF waits for no one you know when SHTF happens it ain't waiting. Uh, where you're at is where you're at. You're going to have to make the best of it from there. And uh, this kind of brought to mind uh, a couple of things as I was writing through this blog post. I wrote, um, you know, if, if this is your SIS scenario or if that's your scenario. And in talking about these scenarios, I picked uh, books that I had read that had carried that fictional scenario. And uh, they're all very uh, realistic types of scenarios. However, um, they are all fiction books that I referred to. And since I, of course, am also a fiction writer of SHTF uh, fiction, which post-apocalyptic fiction or dystopian fiction, uh, I did get a chance, incidentally, to work on the book this weekend. So book three is, is, you know, got a little time a little bit more time on it uh, this weekend. Added a few more words, another couple chapters. It's looking pretty good. But I wanted to talk about the impact that uh, fictional works have on our preparedness. Um, I'm a fan, I, I love uh, post apocalyptic or dystopian fiction. Uh, I'm a huge fan one of some of my favorite books I listed in there it's I think it's David Crawford he wrote Lights Out it uh, was originally a pdf that came together over a period of years uh, that I was following along with as it was being written and it uh it chronicles an EMP situation and the protagonist Mark Turner is uh you know, the karate man, he, um, and I think it's kind of where the MZB term was, um, coined from, um, the mutant biker, zombie or MZB mutant zombie bikers. Um, I have found that fiction, uh, does have its place in our preparedness. Um, I'm not sure how other people feel about it, but I believe that fiction does have its place in our preparedness, uh, repertoire, we we could say. Um, m- myself, oftentimes I love to either read or watch this type of fiction because it brings to light in my mind areas where I may have gaps in my preparedness. It uh, outlines and goes through of course it's somebody else's mind that is sharing all of this with you but sometimes it outlines and it goes through an entire scenario and these people who are creating this fictional work be it a a um, a movie or or a TV series or a book or or something um, these people have like thought through each and every aspect of it And, and many aspects are missed in some of these instances but many of them are covered quite well And I can't, excuse me, I can't tell you how many times I have, you know, um, uh, either read or watched a a scenario where I've picked things up myself that they may have missed. But moreover, uh, more importantly, that there are things that I have missed in my preparations that this uh, either book or show or whatever, this fictional work has brought to light. And I love it when this happens because it allows my mind to follow another direction. Oftentimes in this blog, in this show, um, all I really want to do is um, give you ideas, bring to your attention areas you may be lacking, um, you know, throw, throw stuff out there. That that gets the mind working, throw things out there that gives you something else to prepare today. Um, It it is never all inclusive, it is never, you know, the complete authoritative work. Um, I am, after all, uh, just another fictional author, um, a prepper since birth, um, working, you know, type. uh, I I had my own little farm, pardon me for stuttering. I had like my own little farm and stuff. So I have some hands-on. I am just a prepper. You know, someone who's been doing it for a lot of years. Someone who's never been caught up in the hype of prepping. I'm not one of these people who has to have the biggest gadget, the newest gadget. I don't have to have all these gadgets in my bug-out bag. When I put something in my bug-out bag, it has multiple purposes. Like, for example... Just as, as an example of the kind of prepper that you might find me to be, um, in my bug out bag, I carry black contractor bags, trash bags. These are multi purpose. These have a multitude of uses in my bug out bag. One, I'm going to go through about five or six of them and then I'm going to leave the rest to your imagination because it is a 30 minute show. One, you got to cross a river. You need to keep your stuff dry, whip out one of these bags, tie it up, carry it over your head. This thing's going to float and help you carry your stuff across the river. Uh, two, you cut a hole in it and put it over your head. It now becomes a rain poncho, although I already have a rain poncho. Three, you sleep in it, and it keeps you and your sleeping bag dry. Four, you use it to, to pick up trash or to block the smell, to hang your food from a tree. You stick it in this bag, tie a rope around it, your paracord, of course, string it up in a tree, keeps the bears and the animals away. Five, did I say four? Who knows? Five. You cut this along the edges to create a big flat piece of black plastic. You can lay it beneath your tent. You can put it over your tent. You can use it as a tent. This can now become your shelter. Six. You use it over a, uh, oh goodness gracious, I am such a bad prepper, I can't remember the name of it. You dig a hole, you put a cup in the middle of it, you weight down the middle of this black plastic, and you, you know, tie it down all the way around the edges of this hole. The next thing you know, you are getting water from the ground that is evaporating onto this plastic, and the black plastic works exceptionally well because it allows the heat from the sun's rays Uh, to help heat up the area to create the condensation that is going to now drip down into your cup in the center of your hole. No idea what this is called, but it is definitely a means to get water uh, in an otherwise arid place. I could go on and on and on for the uses of this black plastic, and I use it in the form of a trash bag before it is, you know, cut up or cannibalized into being used for other things. It can be used for a multitude of things. If you're cold, you know, you can wrap yourself in it. The sun will heat you. Um, you can use it to melt snow. I mean, I could just go on and on and on with the uses for this black trash bag. And the reason why I use a black trash bag. Additionally, the reason why I use the contractor bags, which are made of a much thicker uh, mill plastic. One key point I didn't know until recently is they now make scented trash bags in the contractor packs. Make sure you're not getting a scented trash bag. That's going to make your water taste disgusting. So just a quick FYI, this is the kind of prepper that I am. This is the kind of gadgets and things that I use. I don't need to have the biggest and the best of everything. What I need to have is things that are multi-purpose and, and that's how I operate. So these podcasts I hope will also be multi-purpose. In this situation, um, one, I'm going to give you a list of some of my favorite, and I'll give you a little synopsis of each one. Some of my favorite fiction, um, medias, be it books or TV shows or anything like that. And, um, just, just some of my recommendations for, for these things and why I like them. Um, one of the first and best ones that I really, really loved was very short lived and it was a TV show. Um, this TV show was called Jericho. I love this TV show. It got a little weird at the end, um, mainly because they ended it after the first season, and the fans lost their mind and sent peanuts to CBS until they brought it back. Long story; you'd have to watch this, you'd have to watch the show to understand the nuts um, uh, uh, reference. But it's a great show. It is, I think, 22 episodes in the first season and seven in the second which is definitely an abbreviated second season, but, um, they needed to close it up. And I guess that's the best we get out of it, but it highlights, um, an inside job. It is uh, nuclear bombs that go off in 23 American cities and a shadow government that, uh, is actually behind everything and, you know, working its way towards, uh, taking power in the United States. And the reason that I really love this show is that it is not a group of preppers to begin with. A lot of books and shows start with like a group of preppers. Um, this one here is not, it is a farming community out in say Nebraska or Kansas. I think it's Kansas. Um, And they come together as a community and they operate as a community. They maintain uh, much of their community spirit, and the way that their community works. And I love this for this uh, scenario because um, I feel like community is going to be very important. Whether you build your own community or you're part of a community, community is going to be very important. Even if it's urban, Um, you may find yourself in a city block community where you've blocked off the streets and you've you've barricaded yourselves or whatever Um, your community I think is going to be um, uh, very important in this show I think really highlights some of the idiosyncrasies that come along with community Mm -hmm. some of the things you might run into and some of the ways that you can better work together Uh, you Mm -hmm. can buy I'm gonna guess all of these things on Amazon Some of these links, you can find this link in the blog post that I just posted on survivingdystopia.com. Jericho is linked there. If you click on it and buy it through that link, Surviving Dystopia gets a a little bit of a kickback for that. So, hey, we would sure appreciate it if you went through it that way. Um, The next thing is is one of the books that I read early on. Uh, Early on in my, and you know, I mean, I pretty much grew up a prepper. My grandmother, my mother—we all pretty much lived this way. But when I first started getting into the whole real preparedness community, one of the very first books I ever read uh, that brought some things to mind was called *The Last Babylon*. It's written by Pat Frank. It was written in the '50s during the during the time of the Cold War when everybody was worried about Russia nuking us. And um, <clears throat> this too is in a rural community. Uh, it's down south in Florida where it's warm and stuff. And you, and you can get a lot of the... You can also find a lot of... Um, it's, it's very dated uh, for, for the 1950s. But it's still a very, very powerful read. It's a very excellent book that I refer to often. Something that Pat Frank thought about in this book that I've referred to time and time again in my blog and in my, my um, podcast is how he puts this box away. And saves it for later. Um, He goes out and he knows that something's happening because his brother's in the military and he gives him a heads up. So he takes a bunch of money that he has or gets or uh, I'm not going into great detail here. But he goes out and he buys a bunch of supplies. Well, when he gets these supplies, he makes this box for later. And he adds in things like coffee and chocolate and all the things that just make life nice. And um, he puts this box away for later, and he forgets all about it. Um, later on in the book, when things are really getting scarce and and looking kind of bleak and stuff, he finds this box. He rediscovers it, and it goes a long way to helping raise the morals, uh, the 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 moral attitude, the uh, morale of the uh, of the group. <clears throat> and uh, this is this is especially. Um, interesting to note because this is something that I think is very important to maintain good, you know, a good um, morale makes all the difference in the world. Um, and th- see, this is something else that's, that's pointed out in Jericho, the show. Um, they don't tell people that help isn't coming when people think help is coming in one of the episodes. Um, because they are afraid it's going to demoralize them. And, um, you know, when people have hope, they tend to work harder. When they have hope, they have a reason to live. When they lose hope, um, that's when things really begin to uh, fragment and fall apart. So, you know, it's really good in uh, A Last Babylon where, you know, they find this and it, and it, and it you know, it, and it ups their morale a little bit. This is another excellent book, and it's really good for the beginning prepper to read this book. Uh, Another great book that I love is called, oh yeah, you got it, Dystopia, The Beginning of the End and Dystopia, The Long Road. Oh, gee whiz, shameless plug coming, guys, shameless plug. Uh, I wrote both of these books. Um, The reason that I throw them in here other than a shameless plug is it gives you two different scenarios it is the same event the same event is plaguing two separate groups of people Um, they know each other and uh, the first group is rural and they already have a community that they work with this community um, they meet with regularly before the SHTF ever happens So they they have a pretty good idea of what's going on. They see it coming because they have triggers that um, are things that they look to to know that they only have a set period of time. And they take advantage of this time where people don't realize that this is actually a trigger moment. So this is something else that you should think about. Is what is your trigger? Do you have a trigger, something that's going to set you off and cause you to go buy extra supplies, or, or to head for your bug out location, or whatever? Um, these triggers are important, and it's important to note these things. So, in these two books, which incidentally can be purchased on Amazon, you can also there are links to it on survivingdystopia.com, and there are also links to it on djcooper.co. Uh, you can buy signed copies on djcooper.co um, for a, right about the same. It's not very different from the same price as it would cost you to buy just a copy. Um, I try to keep it pretty reasonable, but there is shipping costs, so there's some shipping added in there. But anyway, the second book in this series is... Um, it's about the second group, and the second group is... Um, They're traveling. They are literally going to bug out. And so it's about their journey and the things that they run into uh, trying to get to the second group. But it's also about this group has some people that they run into. If you know people who are ham radio operators, and um, this is an excellent group of people that will almost almost always be, you know, able to help in this situation. Um, They meet a ham ham radio operator who contacts the people that they know, who happen to know a militia, who happen to know, you know, it's, it's, it's good to know people because the ham radio operators are still going to be out there. And you're going to be able to maybe communicate. This is something that I threw out there in these books. And um, this is something that's important to remember in your preparations is communication. Uh, do you need to communicate with someone far away? Do you need to co- just communicate amongst your own little group as everybody you love and care about right nearby? Uh, will there not be anybody traveling to you? Will you all be on the same spot? Because if someone's traveling, going to have to talk about this communication factor at some point. So um, while these groups both run into the same scenario that triggers them to act um, they definitely take different steps along the way and this is important to note So with that um, move it on to the next the next uh, thing one second after by William Forston. you can buy this you know any of these books just look them up on Amazon. Uh, William Forston wrote, uh, not only One Second After, but he wrote um, One Year After, and there's a third book coming out now for the series, which is, it's, it's wonderful. He's a great writer. He, um, in the One Second After um, book, it has a great forward by Newt Gingrich that talks about the, um, you know, the, the uh, in in the United States today, it talks about how, how really oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for i can't even find the doggone word uh, susceptible you know we we are definitely susceptible to the scenario of an EMP, so our power grid is is very um, it's very old and it could use some updating so you know it's 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 important to realize that this situation is very real for us. So in this one here, the one second after, there's a couple of key points that he points out here that I, I really, really loved. Um, there's something that happens, you know, there is a diabetic and we need to realize that there are some things, some people are on some medications that are going to need uh, to have some kind of attention. And if you are one of these people or have someone in your family or group that is one of these people that are going to need these medications, do not count on reading the local store. I mean, although that's going to be a good idea, um, you might want to find a way to maybe stock up some of these extra medications. And another one, another point, he, he really d- goes into great detail with some of these medications and their effects. Um, I, I do do a... Um, I do do a a good blog post on surviving dystopia.com. It talks about anxiety. And in this post, I talk about the different medications that people are on today, be it uh, Lexapro or Prozac, or there's all these, Klonopin. There are all these anti-anxiety medications that people are on. Well, if they immediately and instantaneously stop taking these medications, it's going to be a really bad thing. We're going to have a lot of people with a big attitude. Um... Some of the things is it can ca- literally cause psychotic episodes if people just stop ta- stop taking them right now. Um, this, is, um, this is something that I talk about in that blog post. And if you know people that are on these medications, um, I highly recommend you read the blog post. It's, it's the blog post labeled anxiety in, uh, in the blog. And uh, this is a very bad thing. Like I said, it can, ca- it can literally cause psychotic episodes. So you picture hundreds of thousands of these people, especially if you live in an urban area, that suddenly do not have access about a month in to a shit-hit-the-fan situation, and suddenly these people do not have their anti-anxiety medication. I have a feeling that a good portion of the population is going to be feeling some real, real anxiety, and the ones who really struggle to handle this anxiety, I believe, are going to have a very, very bad time. So um, this is something that I picked up from this book. Now, I'm not trying to give you um, a lot of information about these books, because I really hope you're going to read them. And I don't want to give too much away in these books, so this is why. Um, If you want to think about a situation where you have a bug-out group, Um, You have a situation where your bug out location is set up and your group needs to get to you. And uh, you're all in some urban areas or wherever you may be. And you now need to travel to your bug out location and the situation of the bug out location. I might recommend Patriots by James Wesley Rawls. Um, This is an excellent book. It's one of the, again, one of the first ones that I read. Um, I don't think that it's for the faint of heart or the newbie prepper. Um, James Wesley Rawls goes into a lot of detail on things, and it's very, um, I guess, militarily minded in his writing. Um, This book... I, I've read it a couple of times. It's, it's a great book, and I highly recommend everybody read it because he does give us um, a more structured view of an SHTF situation and the group. And uh, they, they really do seem to have a, a good, um, a really good, I don't know, a really good setup. And a really good, um, outline of, of how the group functions in this book. And I like that, you know, I like that everybody kind of has a set, uh, thing, role that they play and, and that they have, you know, predetermined some things. And this is, uh, this is, I think, I think this is really good and it, and it'll help many, many people. Um, uh, some other things, let me, I've got to look at my time. Yeah, I'm, I'm closing in on the end of this show and I've, I dealt mostly with books and not so much with, um, video types of things, except for Jericho. Jericho is one of my very favorites, one of my all time favorites, but there's a number of other shows that are not necessarily as realistic, but definitely bring you to, um, the mindset of these things you want to watch a good show and you want to have a good amount of time to watch it and get some really good ideas watch The Walking Dead I mean everybody's all into The Walking Dead right it's it seems to be the show of the year or the past seven years I guess I am a huge Walking Dead fan Uh, I always watch Walking Dead um, is more of a ragtag group of people that are thrown together and they make it work. They don't always make it work. Uh, there are quite a few issues that arise with this group. And so it's, it's kind of good from the perspective of not only the ways that they improvise and get by, but it's also good to note the ways that the group finds to integrate one another and get along. Um, I feel like this is, uh, this is an excellent show for this type of interpersonal relationships in a uh, shit hit the fan situation. Um some other shows that I really really loved was called uh it's still on the air I believe is the 100. Uh this is more of a settlement type of a thing. I'm just going to rattle off a few at this point. Uh these people have been up in space for a few a bunch of generations because of a nuclear war on earth. They don't realize that you can still live on earth now. So now they're trying to recolonize Earth. It's a great show because there are people who still live there who didn't go out into space and have a different type of uh, situation than the people who were in space. Um, another one is uh, Falling Skies. Falling Skies, an alien invasion. Now, a lot of these things are kind of far-fetched, and some people don't like that. But I do like the far-fetched from time to time. Uh, I'm going to start throwing out some TV shows. Uh Falling Skies is one of them. I don't know if they're still on TV. I am going to do a post with a big long list of all these things and links where you can get them. So uh, maybe uh, tomorrow we'll see this post because it'll take me till tonight to get this uh, this uh, uh, podcast out there. Uh, just a few more to throw out there. There's some good movies out there. There is Defiance, which I do outline in my last blog post. Uh, you know, the the shit hit, hits fan waits for no one. This is a a great one. And it's also based on a true story uh, from World War II. Love this movie. It was phenomenal. Um, More TV shows, uh, Revelation, uh, Revolution. Uh, That was a great TV show. It was out for a couple of seasons. I love in Revolution how it highlights the ways that people are going to we're gonna we're gonna see some power struggles take place, and the ways that like some people are just gonna want to farm, like the people in my book, they just want to farm and stuff. But there's gonna be that guy who wants to be king, and he is gonna get you know his his little kingdom growing. And uh, if you want to see something on that line, revolution is a, is a phenomenal one for that. Um, you know, some some others uh, movies wise, Postman, the Postman is a great one. Anyway, I'm going to throw more a more exhaustive list on the blog site. I'll throw, I'll throw some fiction out there uh, for y'all and uh, get it up on the blog survivingdystopia.com. Uh, now that we've reached the end of the show, I figure I'll throw out a few housekeeping uh, We've got a couple more shows that are going to be coming on board in the weeks moving ahead, and I'm really looking forward to those. Uh, make sure you give a listen when they do come out there and support these other shows. Um, these are people just like me. They don't get anything from the shows. They're just throwing some information out there for you. And uh, let's show them, you know, give them props and show them some support and go and listen to their shows. Uh, another thing is advertising. As always, the first nine days of advertising on this podcast is free for any advertiser who wants to send some advertising in there. The only thing that I ask is that you give a coupon code for my listeners and my readers. The same thing holds true for the blog. If you want to get some advertising on the blog, the first 30 days is free so we can assess whether or not you're getting any clicks. I'm not trying to take anything from anybody. The only thing that I ask is that you give a coupon code so that I can pass that on to my listeners and my readers. This is very important to me. If you would like to have a product reviewed, that will be reviewed by no less than two people, no more than five, because I feel like at that point it just becomes redundant. If I hate your product, I will not put the review out there, but I will give you my review. If I love, love, love your product, it will be reviewed. And YouTube, it will be reviewed for Facebook Live. It will be reviewed on the blog and also on this show. And you will receive, um, of course, free advertising because we have reviewed your product. Um, some other housekeeping things, please go to dystopia.com. Click on the small box. It sits at the very top. Well, not the top, but at the, you know, the content below all your, your links and navigation and such. It's on the right-hand side, and it says vote for me the top 50 survival blogs. Um, Go over there and click on that link. You're going to be voting for Surviving Dystopia and uh, helping us get recognized as a survival blog. And um, you're also going to be doing yourself a favor. If you click on through to that, you are going to find a list of some of the best survival and prepping blogs out there. There is some phenomenal information out there that you are just not making use of. You are not utilizing an absolutely free resource to educate yourself in the means of survival and preparedness. So definitely, survivingdystopia.com, right hand side in the content section. Vote for me. Go over there and vote. Um, I want to start seeing some votes happen over there, guys. Let's let's do this. Um, Let's bring the blog up there and get get it so that it's a little bit more recognizable. I would sure appreciate it. It would sure help us out. And you'd be supporting Surviving Dystopia and supporting this podcast and supporting the blog. And I would be very grateful if you did so. Some other things. uh, In the news, we know that last week part of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge literally burned down. Um, Please go to redcross.org and see if there are ways that you can help out. You could donate things or, you know, if you feel the need. I do know that there has been a call for contractors. So if you are a contractor, um, please feel uh, free to seek out uh, ways that you can help out um, down there in Pigeon Forge and in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. A lot of wildfires going on. There was uh, a couple of other things in the news uh, with regards to fires and uh, loss of life. And our heart goes out to all of those, especially during this Christmas season, uh, that, you know, are, are suffering some kind of hardship. And... Um we, we do really hope that uh, things get better. And if anybody has any information on something that, you know, that uh, someone who had a fire or something like this, even if you have like a GoFundMe or something like this and you would like me to put it out on the blog and you would like me to put it out on the podcast, please feel free to email me. Uh, go on over to survivingdystopia.com, hit the contact button, and go ahead and send me. Put the topic in the in your subject so that I know what the, what you're what you're contacting me for. Um, as always, we always take submissions to write for uh, survivingdystopia.com. Please go to the write me tab and click on that and uh, find out how you can write for us as well. If you would like to be a guest on this show, uh, hit the contact. And get a hold of me and and I'd be glad to get you on the show. We love to have guests and I'm looking forward to having many guests on the show. Uh, That would be a long show. And since all the shows are recorded at this point in time, we could do it at your convenience. any other feedback or questions you may have, please do so through the contact link on survivingdystopia.com and I would be glad to address it either in email or on this show. I'm looking forward to getting some feedback so that I can do some feedback shows. Um, as always, um, this is DJ Cooper doing just the mini-podcast bod- while driving through traffic in downtown Cincinnati, literally, Um, feel free to uh, hit me up, feel free to contact me at the blog, survivingdystopia.com, order your signed copies of the books at djcooper.co. And I will see you on the next show.